Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of Orion's Reality Recaps. Today, I will be flying solo as McKay is currently off at camp being a camp counselor and is also going to be doing a camp for the next week, so it looks like I'm going to be doing these next two episodes uh, by myself. Uh, before I go into the episode, I just want to apologize to everyone about how late this episode is coming out. I literally just moved to the Big Apple this week. Uh, I've moved all the way from the West Coast to the East Coast, so I've had to been doing a lot of moving, so that's uh, why I wasn't able to get this episode out earlier, so I hope you guys understand. But let's just dive into the episode. I know a lot of this stuff has already been touched upon, but I just want to get my thoughts on it uh, before this next episode comes out literally tonight. Yeah, I know, it's taking me a long time, my my bad. But uh, let's just talk about, let's just go right into the uh, the hot topic, let's just talk about the elimination, so... Polly and Natalie, they received the most votes. Uh, the They received votes from Cam and Kaylee, Joss and Sylvia, Amanda and Zach, and then Kyle and Brad, who get, cast two votes against them because they had the because they won the challenge and got the right to cast two votes on one team. Uh, and out of those four teams, uh, Polly and Natalie had the choice of uh, whether to face Cam and Kaylee, Joss and Sylvia, or Amanda and Zach. Um, and right away, it seems like Natalie's pretty gung-ho about going against Cam and Kaylee. She has a feeling that they're probably going to be the easier team to beat because Joss is a strong guy and Zach is pretty strong. But Polly seems pretty dead set about wanting to, to go after one of these bigger teams. Uh, and he might have had the, the right, uh, idea, but for the wrong reasons. So let, let's just talk about that. Now, obviously, uh, we end the elimination with Cam and Kaylee winning. Uh, they win pretty handily. Uh, with Polly really having a tough time of, of getting these puzzle, puzzle pieces back to Natalie so she can build the puzzle. But not everything is is as it seems because there seems to be a lot of controversy regarding this elimination. Uh, mainly the fact that it looks like Polly's, uh, Polly's bungee cord seemed to be much shorter and a lot had a lot more tension than Cam's did. Uh, some very astute viewers took an overhead uh, shot where Polly's bungee is fully extended and is not really that close to, to Natalie's box. And on the other side, you see Cam is all the way to Kaylee, and she still has quite a bit of slack to give. So it seemed like the producers of the challenge were trying to equalize this challenge a good bit because, you know, like like I said in previous podcasts, one of the bit, the harder parts of the season is how you're going to equalize eliminations between girl and guy teams or girl-girl teams. And if you have a guy-guy against a girl-girl team, how how do you expect that to be a close elimination? So it seems like they're uh, they're trying to give a good bit of a leeway to the to the female team so they they can at least have a decent shot about about at beating these uh, these strong guys. But unfortunately for the challenge producers, I think they went a little bit too far with it. I think the right way to go was uh, by using body weight. I think they gave Polly way too hard of a time. This guy has done bungee cord training in the gym, and let me let me just state right away, like I think Kim and Kaylee did an amazing job. And even if Polly had uh, a, a longer bungee cord with less tension, I still think there's a very good shot Kim and Kaylee would have won this. I think Kaylee and Cam look to be doing better at the puzzle, and they look to be keeping their composure better uh, in this stressful situation. But like I said, that's that's here. That's neither here nor there. We don't know what would have happened if. Polly and Natalie had a bit easier time of this elimination, but luckily for them, they're not out. And I think, luckily, also luckily for them, is that they have a pretty decent shot at coming back to this game, because they really don't have that many t difficult teams at the at the elimination house at the redemption house right now. I think they can very easily beat Davon and Jose. I think they can 
depending on the challenge and how they equalize the the challenge, they can very easily beat Jenna and Jemmy. Uh, but I think the one team that might give them a little bit of difficulty, but I still think they would have the upper hand at beating, is Chuck and Brittany. But we'll see how uh, Natalie and Polly do up in these upcoming Redemption House segments. But I think they have a pretty good shot at coming back in the game. And I'm hoping that uh, they're going to give Kyle a little little taste of his medicine. I was kind of surprised, in all honesty, that Brad wasn't making such a big push to try to put the target somewhere else like Angela and Faith. I thought, for the most part, it was a safe idea to to aim votes at Angela, Angela and Faith because, for one, they're another rookie team, uh, but they appear to be a weaker team, in all honesty, and I thought it was a much safer move, with especially no one knowing how this these eliminations work yet. I thought it was a much safer move to, to at least wait a week or two to attack Natalie and Polly because they wanted to make sure that they were getting out an easy team and not letting the rules screw them from not knowing them. But regardless, it works out for Kyle and Brad. And I think they have a, a very good shot at winning this thing based off what we've seen of them so far. But they're also going to be made out to be a, a very big targets because they're, they are very big, very, a very strong team being one of the only three guy guy teams so far. And I think that's a major advantage regardless of the fact that they seem to equalize the, the elimination much more than they should have. But anyways, those are my thoughts on the on the elimination. If anyone wants to know the exact logistics of how how the equalizer was set, there's a pretty in-depth article that Kara had with People Magazine where she pretty much outlined it all, explaining that Polly literally asked production like, hey, if I'm the one that does the bungee cord, uh, will there be an equalizer between Faith, uh, between Faith and I on the bungee? And production was like, no, there won't be. But you can clearly see in the episode that there's definitely uh, a bit more difficulty stacked against Polly. And I think in all honesty, I think the best solution for production was just to say like, Hey, the way this elimination is set out, we need the physical task to be done by the woman. So sorry, Natalie, but you're going to have to be the one that does the spongy. And I think that was the way to go. I think it would have made this challenge a lot more fair and they wouldn't have had to try to equalize it in, in the way they did. But regardless, those are my two cents. I think everyone's kind of talked about this subject quite a lot over this last week, and it's pretty pretty late news for me as of now, but I just wanted to give my uh, my few thoughts on it, but anyways, since we've covered the big subject, let's just go into the beginning of the episode where we see uh, Kyle, where we see Kyle, Zach, and Johnny talking about who they want to throw into the elimination. Zach pretty much says that Polly made a bad move by being as close to Kara as he is, which I didn't quite understand. I thought from what I I can tell right away, it just seems like Polly's being very friendly with Kara. I don't think, like, maybe there's a tiny bit of flirting, but I don't think it was anything worthwhile of him getting targeted by Kyle. I think, if anything, I think it's, you know, if Kyle wants to ta target uh, Kara and Maria and Marie because of this, I think that's perfectly fair, but I don't think what Polly's doing really deserves him to get thrown in, but I think what really causes Polly to get thrown in is what uh, the discussion between Polly and Kyle, which we will t discuss later in this episode. Um, so we also get this little segment uh, between Polly and Kari where they talk about their relationship. And Polly and Natalie basically say like, hey, we're probably going to get thrown into this elimination because of you. Uh, to which Kara is not very happy to hear. She she eventually goes up to Brad and trying to, to talk her way saying like, hey, we're veterans. We should be working together, not against each other. And eventually going up to Kyle himself directly stating like, hey, don't be targeting these two. They have they have nothing to do with me. Just leave them alone. 
which seemed to be going good for the first part, but then eventually Takara gets a bit hostile and kind of kind of ruins the argument she had originally for Polly and Natalie. A little bit later on, we see uh, this Bananas and CT chilling next to each other saying like, yeah, CT is probably going to have a very tough time this season because he has Veronica. Usually CT is always one of these dominating characters in the season, but for the first time ever, CT views himself as a layup team, which personally I don't think I would go quite that far yet, even though he does have a bit lackluster of a partner. But CT does not feel good according to his uh, his uh, diary sessions with production. But I think he's got to have a little bit more faith in Veronica, and he's got to be able to coach her up a bit if he's gonna if he expects to go far, because I think dubbing himself Team Layup right off the bat is only going to hurt his performance. It's only going to make Veronica more mad, and I think it's just going to hurt them both in the long run. All right, so after we uh, we get that discussion between them two, we see Johnny flirting a little bit with Angela. Clearly, Angela is trying to to flirt with Johnny a bit to, to try to protect herself, not knowing that there's going to be a, an anonymous vote later on this episode, but... I mean, I think it's a very good strategy, Always trying to flirt with a vet. As we saw last season, played off very well for Natalie until eventually she kind of got called out for not really taking a side. But for the most part, it seems like her flirting's going pretty well, and she, for, to some capacity, seems to have some sort of feelings for Bananas, which if you're able to convey it off in a more believable manner, I think it's only going to help your ch- cases even more and allow her to get farther in this game. Uh, and it seems Johnny's very receptive of his, and is willing to help this girl in whatever, whatever way she can. So it seems like she has a, a little bit of prosperity going in this game. But unfortunately for her, I think that the fact that these votes are anonymous, I think is going to hurt her in later episodes. But let's uh, let's t- touch upon how these votes actually work. So TJ comes out to the deliberation. He says how the votes are going to be a bit different this season where each team is going to go into a room by themselves uh one by one, and they're going to all cast their votes in secrecy. And the only team that gets somewhat of a different catch is Kyle and Brad, who TJ says, you can cast two votes against one team, which saying that they can't split their votes to uh, to two teams. They can only do it to one team, which it's pretty pretty big advantage in the case that there's only about nine teams or blah, like six to seven teams to begin with. They get like almost a third of the votes, which is very helpful in a season such as this with how unpredictable the voting and the eliminations are going to be. And we haven't really seen a, a sort of deliberation in voting such as this uh, all the way back to Cutthroat. Like, they've been very dead set about these vocal eliminations. They MTV likes getting, getting this drama uh, from these deliberations. So I was a little bit surprised to see that they wanted to go back to these to these secretive uh deliberations but you know what through the way this twist works out and how the votes are revealed I think ultimately it works out for them and they still get their their entertainment factor but still definitely different than anything we've seen in over five to six years of challenge seasons so some of the highlights we see from uh, the deliberations is that um CT saying that he wants Veronica and Marie to uh to get into a fight so he can be on Takara's team that was pretty funny because it just shows how how pessimistic CT is about his chances with Veronica which personally I don't think that's the right scenario uh the right thing he should be doing I think if anything he's only destroying Veronica's spirits even more and she's only gonna be a little bit more reluctant and less willing to to listen to CT in these future challenges 
And like, regardless, CT is stuck with Veronica. It's very unlikely he's going to get a new partner. Like, even if Veronica, for whatever reason, uh, gets into a fight for, with Marie and they both get kicked off, I some I really doubt that MTV is going to let CT and, and Kara uh, team up together, especially after already doing that sort of thing with Kaylee and Kim. I don't think they're going to be willing to do it again, and I definitely don't think they're going to want to do it with such a strong team such as CT and Kara. Uh, but ultimately, the way the votes shape out is that we get Amanda and Zach voting for Nat- Natalie and Polly, Angela and Faith vote for Nelson and Shane, Bananas and Tony vote for Nelson and Shane, Brad and Kyle cast both their votes against Natalie and Polly, Cara Maria and Murray, uh, both v- they vote for Angela and Faith, with a bit of controversy re- regarding their vote because Maria is very dead set about not wanting to vote for Angela and Faith, really wanting to vote for Natalie and Polly because that seems to be the consensus overall, and she makes Cara Maria promise that, like, hey, if we do this, you have to promise that I had, that we did not vote this way, which we will c- touch upon shortly. Uh, for CT and Veronica's vote and Derek and Tori's, we're not quite able to tell who they vote for. Uh, they either vote for Angela and Faith, they vote for Nelson Shane, uh, or maybe even Joss and Sylvia, which I think is unlikely. I think it's probably more likely they voted for Nelson and Shane and Angela or Angela and Faith. Um, Joss and Sylvia vote for Natalie and Polly. Kim and Kaylee vote for Natalie and Polly. Natalie and Polly votes for Joss and Sylvia, which for which I think was a bit random of a vote because I don't think there was any sort of inclination that anyone else was going to vote that way. And then lastly, Nelson and Shane also vote for Angela and Faith. So I was really surprised that Na- Angela and Faith did not get the get, did not get voted in. Like when I was watching all the all this deliberation, I had a gut feeling that it was probably going to be Polly and Natalie, but but my brain was like, oh no, it's much easier of an idea to just vote in Angela and Faith because no one knows the rules yet. But surprisingly, that is not the case. So then after we get all these nominations, uh, we do- TJ does not tell the team that is voted in, saying that he's going to tell them later at Armageddon. Uh, but we go right into a conversation between Kara, Natalie, and Tori, where Kara basically says like, hey, Marie wanted to vote you guys in, but I put a stop to that. And we get this uh, very funny exchange where Marie ends up walking into the conversation very awkwardly. And then Marie says, like, really, Kara? I told you not to tell. And then uh, I believe uh, Natalie and Tori call, uh, call Marie a bitch or they just talk bad about her, right? As she's in the room. So we get that very funny exchange. Uh, and then finally we get a brief scene at the Redemption House where they decide to play Truth or Dare. Um... Not really much, not much to note from here. The only thing we really get that's of any consequence is that uh, Brittany gets the dare to to twerk on Chuck, which makes things a bit awkward, but she does. But other than that, we really don't get much else from this Redemption House. And to be honest, that's kind of how I would prefer it anyway. I don't think the Redemption House has really given us that much to ask for. There's not really any confrontations in the ho- in that Redemption House other than a little bit from uh, Chuck and Brittany, and that's really the only part that gives any drama to begin with but even so I'd rather just focus on the main house and not really focus on to the Chuck and Brittany thing until they're about to come back into the game I would just prolong that until we know that they're probably going to come back or until they're right about to leave so then after we go to the redemption house we finally get to the elimination after three freaking episodes took this long to finally get there expected we were going to get the elimination at the beginning of this episode but that was not the case so, uh, TJ reveals the votes. Like I said at the beginning, uh, the four teams, Natalie and Polly are revealed to be the ones voted in. 
The four teams are revealed to have voted for them. To everyone's surprise, we get this cool little glowing platforms that shows exactly which teams voted for Natalie and Polly. Um, and other than that, we've pretty much covered it all. That's basically it because we've already touched on the elimination at the beginning of the episode. But like I said, I think Polly's mind was probably in the right. I mean, in hindsight, Polly's mind was probably in the right. I think they wouldn't have had to worry about this equalizer if they were going at Jens, Zach, and Amanda, or um, Joss and Sylvia. But ultimately, I think that Natalie's brain was in the right place. I think on paper, Cam and Kaylee were definitely the weaker team to go against. And I think in most other eliminations that had some bit of physicality to it, that had more physicality to it, unless they'd been equalizer, I bet nine times out of ten, Polly and Natalie would have won if not for this equalizer. But I do have to one talk about Cam for just one second. She uh she goes off to this big rant saying like my elimination record is like my GPA in in high school or college. 4-0 baby, which I got to touch on that for a second. She kind of she kind of lost that bit of cr- credibility to me after transfers to stars with going out so early. The fact that she was able to lo- that she lost to Brooke Hogan, which I'll I'll admit Brooke is a very strong physical presence she's very she's very tall she's in great shape but the fact that she lost to a star of all people and not even not even a challenger kind of uh kind of loses a bit of credibility to me I think Cam is definitely uh over exaggerating her own abilities I think if she was facing any other team with no equalizer I'm sure she would have lost just as easily but at the same time I do I do have to give her props because she did win this elimination. She made it look very easy, despite the fact that I still think she had it a bit too easy on her side. And she was guiding Kaylee very well with a puzzle. So I do give Cam a lot of credit for leading the team, but I still don't think she's quite as strong or as capable as she gives herself credit for. Uh, let's see. And lastly, I'm just looking at the, uh, at the other notes I have in this. But let me just recap on the teams that I still think have the best chance of winning this thing. Uh, So far, number one and number two, I don't think it's going to come as any surprise that I still think. To me, personally, I know people might say Bananas and Tony are the favorite to win, but I'm still going with Brad and Kyle. I think because of Bananas' pass and I think the fact that Tony took the bullet last season, I mean took the shot last season. I think a lot more teams are going to be targeting Bananas and Tony. And maybe they won't be able to get them out through these eliminations, but I still think they're going to have a lot tougher time getting to the end of this game. Albeit, I'll say they do get to the end, but I'm going to say they have a lot tougher of a chance to do so. Uh, I think Brad and Kyle, in my opinion, are the favorites to win because, one, they're the other guy-guy team. Uh, Two, they made it very apparent how physically capable they are with uh, the first challenge and. Kyle has an amazing social game. He did such an amazing job with his with his rookie season, and the fact that he's still able to kind of pull in faith in some of these these new these new rookie teams and still keep good ties with the other veteran teams, I think, still speaks well of his abilities. If anything, I did get a I did worry a little bit more about him just because of this big altercation with Polly, uh, Natalie, and then Kara. But the fact that Polly and Natalie are out now, and that there's probably a quite a decent chance that they're gonna not come back in this game or if that even if they do come back that they'll be sent out immediately again I think they're gonna have a a much easier time getting the end than Bananas and Tony will because I think uh, other teams are a lot more likely to target Bananas and Tony before Brad and Kyle 
And in terms of sort of the mid-place teams, I think uh, I'd probably say that there's Nelson and Shane being the other guy-guy team. Uh, I'm going to say call a little bit of a hot take, but I'm going to say that that Tori and Derek are going to are gonna make a comeback this season, that Tori is going to be able to coach Derek up. Like, yes, he may have had some bad, bad showings in these first few challenges uh, in Dirty 30 and, and this one as well, but I still think there's going to be a chance that She's gonna be able to coach him up. He's gonna he's gonna get somewhat of a of a knack for this game, and he's gonna be a bit better. And the fact that Tori just had such good social relationships, I think, is gonna carry them very far in this game. And even if they do face an elimination, I think it's gonna be quite a while before they end up seeing it. And if they're one of the four the four or five teams that votes someone in, I think that uh, the team that's voted that the team that was voted it is likely gonna choose some other team instead of Tori and Derek for them. But anyways, that's pretty much all of the takes I have on this episode. Sorry, I like I said before, sorry it took me so long to uh, to release this episode. It was just so such a busy week with moving. But yeah, uh, so like I said, next week I'm probably going to be on my own again since McKay is still going to be doing another camp uh, over this next week. Uh, but if anyone has any interest in doing some sort of recap, feel free to comment on the Reddit post, comment on SoundCloud, um, uh, tweet or DM me at Ryan's Reality Pod on Twitter because I love getting to talk to someone else that I don't know personally about uh, their their views of the of the season of the challenge. And really, the only requirements I have for that is that one they're pretty they've been watching this show for like uh, six seven plus seasons, so they have at least the basics of of these relationships over the past several seasons. And then two, they're just able to hold a good conversation and strategic conversation about the game. That's all I really care about. I don't care about age, gender, sexuality. Just just want someone that can talk good about the show. And then also, uh, one thing I'm also really want to do as well is uh, kind of do a midway season, uh, mid season recap of this uh, Big Brother 20 season. So if anyone out there has any interest in talking about Big Brother, is uh, a big fan of Big Brother, uh, tweet me or comment on those websites that I just mentioned as well because I would love to to do a little recap of uh, Big Brother 20 because. As we've seen now, it looks like that Big Brother is going to be a big feeder show into these into these challenges because the challenges kind of lost out on feeder shows to begin with. So if anyone has any interest, please uh, contact me and we'll definitely try to get this thing going. Oh, and then lastly, make sure you have good internet. And if you have a mic, those are definitely important things as well because one, uh, whenever I record with McKay, we do it over web chat. And then if you have a web, if you have a microphone, it'll just make it sound much clearer and make it much more... Uh, Appear, appealing to the ears and yeah i think that does about does it so signing off for ryan's reality podcast thank you again so much oh and make sure you uh fi- sorry i keep forgetting also i finally was able to get this thing on itunes so if you look on itunes right now if you search ryan's reality podcast right now you'll just find the uh the episode two recap but i'll be uh adding episodes uh i'll be updating and adding episodes throughout uh, to that podcast feed on iTunes, and if for whatever reason you still don't, you don't have iTunes or you don't have any Apple devices, um, I'll still be posting this thing on SoundCloud. So go right ahead and search this podcast on those mediums. Anyways, signing off. Thank you again, all.